Hi, this is Anthony Parent of IRS Medic, and we talk a lot about the foreign bank account report, which is actually reported foreign bank account, otherwise known as the FBAR, and how just grossly um, wild um, the government misinterprets the statutes on this, leading to some of the most absurd results. And my good friend John Richardson has uh, alerted me to an incredibly, incredibly absurd FBAR case. This is just out. Um, the case here, John, I'm going to give it to you here. John, tell us what's going on here. And I'll bring up, I'm going to bring up the complaint that you shared with me here. Right. Well, it's, it's laid out in the complaint. So December 16th, 2022. It's 11 o'clock. Do you know what the Department of Justice was doing that day? Oh, man, what were they doing? So... Basically, they brought a lawsuit for $400,000 against a against a woman by the name of looks like Pillar Molyneux. Okay. And they want $400,000 in FBAR penalties. Now, here's why they want it. It's based on two years penalties, 2015-2006, uh, sorry, 2014 and 2015, for the failure to report two bank accounts in France, same two bank accounts for each of the two years. Now, what's interesting is that the total maximum value of the two accounts for each of the two years was 2014, $29,000, 2015, about $64,000. Yet, they hit her with $200,000 of penalties for each of the two years, and for those who are numerically challenged, that's far more than the value of the account, if you haven't figured that out. And so then they are, as is their, their custom, they're suing uh, to get judgment on the 400000 Now, what's interesting is that the woman, by the way, was a U.S. resident at the time, apparently now lives in France. What they did was they basically sent her a note proposing these penalties based on a willful, a civil willful violation, civil willful, and just asked her if she would please agree to this, and she signed off on it and sent it back. And because it's a willful violation, two things are important. One, uh, this is not a Bittner type case where there's an issue of uh, is the penalty based on the account or the form? Because it's willful, the penalty is based on each account. So one penalty based on each account. And significantly, because it's willful, or she agreed that it's willful, uh, reasonable cause is not even available. It's not even available as a defense. So by signing that thing, she basically uh, signed her own death sentence, so to speak. And uh, that's basically what's happening here. Now, if you read the complaint, one of the things that's that's really interesting to me is why were they so quickly to say that this uh, transgression was willful? And the answer is apparently that she did file FBARs. She actually had previously filed FBARs for the years 2005, 2012. Uh, the possible inference being that if she hadn't, there may not have been a presumption of being willful. I don't know. I think I know what happened here. But uh, in any case, this is, I think, by any standard in any uh, part of the world or the known universe, uh, totally unreasonable. And, you know, I think that this is more like an example of civil forfeiture.
uh, for no reason. I mean, I, I find it amazing. And, but it is part of this trend of, uh, you know, using FBAR penalties as, you know, a form of vengeance, I think, just for, you know, tasting the forbidden fruit of the foreign account. So to speak. I, 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 I'm looking at this fact pattern. And I think I know what happened. What happened? I think I know what happened because it would take a take a look at paragraph 12. During at least calendar years 2014 and 2015, Molyneux was familiar with the FBAR filing requirements because she had previously timely filed an FBAR for calendar year 2013. In addition to 2014, uh, Molyneux filed delinquent FBARs for calendar years 2005 through 2012. There's your tell right there. Okay. She realized in 2013, she realizes she has a problem. She files missing FBARs. She yeah. did not enter into a disclosure program. She did a soft disclosure, it appears. Because if we look, now if we look, because here's another tell down here. Because why are they going, because they're going, because why didn't, why didn't they go after the, the other years? Because they had 2005 through 2012, they could have hit her with FBAR penalties. The answer is because they missed the time to assess those penalties. Because she was like many, many, this is what I would suspect and I would love to be corrected, but this is what I would think happened. Um, the IRS says we're going to crack down on people who don't use our punitive offshore disclosure program. And they promised they were going to come after 10,000 people who they identified who did uh, uh, soft disclosures. They didn't. They went after like five. Um, and it looks like Ms. Molino was one. So what they're trying to do is punish her for not using the offshore voluntary disclosure program. That's what it looks like, because if we look at this, because here's the thing, we're talking about 2014 and 2015 FBARs, right? The IRS has six years to assess on those. And look at, and then if we go down here, and that's why they filed in December 21st, 2020, um, uh, they assessed the penalties for calendar year 2014 and 15. Now, that that's the it took them six years to figure this out going on and here's the reason why because the irs auditors are overwhelmed they claimed they were going to uh, examine all these soft disclosures but they never did um but yet they're still going along so that is why i think this that is going to be my uh, suspicions why this happened that she did a soft disclosure um, and they're just looking to punish her. Now, the re the, here's, here's also, uh, you know, something that could be true. Depending on what she had in those other years, that $400,000 could have been less than what she was looking at. Um, so that might have been why she agreed to this, and then she's going to try to fight it later. Um, but she actually might have made out better um, paying $400,000 just on FBARs and, and sort of skipping everything else out. So that is where I'm going to say that's going to be my suspicion of what happened in this case. Um, so it's just something that didn't come up from 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 nothing. Um, so that yeah, that's what I'm thinking here, guys. Um, I don't know if that's really relevant, or, but um, that's maybe right. Maybe right. Um, but I think can you pull up Can you pull up the FR statute from? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. That, that need to be made here. Yeah. Okay. Let me get that up here. And. And where are we? Here we go. All right, great. And now I'll go here. We are at the F bar statute. What's going on here? That's not our statute. Oh, Five, three, two, one. There we go. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. go down to um, get down to A five, please. A five. A five. A five. A five. Okay. Okay. Here okay. We go. Start. Start right there. Now, 
This, this is the section of Title 31 that imposes the penalties, okay? Right. The first point I want to make is that 5A says penalty authorized. It's not penalty, it's not an automatic penalty at all. Secretary of Treasury may impose a penalty. May. Okay. Mm-hmm. In other words, they didn't have to, they didn't have to impose any penalty here. And you know, that ties into your suggestion, Anthony. Okay. There's no requirement to impose an FBAR penalty. Now, if you look at B, B applies to non-willful. Okay. Notice that reasonable cause is available for non-willful. And scroll down a little bit to C. Okay. Yeah. Stop, stop. Willful violations. This is what we're looking at here. Right now, remember, they sent her a letter saying, would you please sign off on this and send it back or whatever. She agreed to a willful violation. Now, what's interesting here is that, first of all, uh, it's, it's a per account penalty. Okay. It's per account. But the way... Uh, and you know this, by the way, from D, right, to report the existence of the account. But if you look at the penalty structure, the maximum, remember, they don't have to impose a penalty, but the maximum is 100000 or 50% of the account, right? So these accounts were, say, $20,000, 50% of 20000 is only ten. What would be the point of imposing such a small penalty? So they imposed the $100,000 penalty. So that's that's how this thing works structurally. Another thing that I find sort of interesting in the case is that uh, a few years back, uh, Congress passed a law indexing FBAR penalties to inflation. Yeah, uh, to inflation. And although this is discussed in the uh, in the, uh, the the pleading here for the 2015 year, the IRS was not looking for the inflation adjusted penalty per account. Okay, they were actually holding it to the hundred thousand dollars. So in other words, ten thousand is now about fourteen thousand, and a hundred thousand is about one hundred and forty thousand. Okay, so but this makes sense because penalties are just a normal and essential part of American life, and therefore should be included in the uh, you know the inflation index, right? Right, but they you know what? But they didn't inflate the the reporting requirements. Right. It's still ten thousand dollars you have to report. That is that, exactly right. So and that ten thousand dollars worth seventy thousand today. Yeah, the role but they haven't done that, but the penalties, okay. right? Yeah. Now the role that inflation plays is fascinating yeah. in because uh, as inflation increases, the threshold for becoming part of the penalty base increases. It becomes so easy to become part of the penalty base. They have not increased the ten thousand, but what they have done is index the penalties to inflation, right? So, I mean, you know, this is interesting stuff. It's, it's, it's the American way, right? Let's see, right. Hey, we got to go here. Um, but this is, this is just, um, kind of incredible that, um, yeah, this, for those this... who are interested, let me just read you the, uh, the case number. Yep. Uh, the case number is it's United States versus Molyneux, M-O-L-Y-N-E-U-X number two, two hyphen CV hyphen one Oh six, five, four Molyneux number two, two, dash cv dash 10654 check it out yourself it's great stuff all right thanks again um thanks for this you know and here's here's the thing that we need to just sort of establish the government is clearly our enemy there is no one in the world who's asking for these laws to be created or interpreted this way 
except the people who want to enforce them. There's no one impacted by these laws that wants them. Only the people who want it are the enforcers. This is clear, clear tyranny. Absolutely, this is not what anyone wants, and that's the thing we need to remember. This isn't what we want. This is what they want, and they're ruling over us. That needs to end. On that note. All right, on that note, this is Anthony Parent of Virus Medic. Please continue to watch and please spread the word of what we're trying to do. And again, if you got any great comments for us or terrible comments, I guess, as long as they're funny or entertaining, please leave them below. <laughs> Thanks again for watching.